Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Goal Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Sports. I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk on zebras, zebras, and more zebras. We're going to the safari for going in. We're also going to have the Dota of the Week. We're going to put the Super Bowl, I know it's a little early, upon further review. And we're, of course, going to talk about the playoffs looming in Major League Baseball. But for right now... Headlines, please. Dateline College Football. All right, so we are now five weeks in, and we have the number one team in the country barely eking wins over teams like North Carolina. We have Alabama, who is proven to be offensively strong, but defensively, eh, not quite so stout. We have Oklahoma, who basically has a Vince Young-like quarterback on their on their team in Jalen Hurts. And we have Ohio State, who at the moment is looking like the best team in college football as they spanked Nebraska Saturday night. Now, Georgia sort of took a breather. However, this is going to be interesting because it looks like all five teams are going to have to deal with something. You know, whether it is the offense not clicking with Clemson, defense not really clicking with Alabama, Jalen Hurts not having a Vince Young-like 300-yard passing, 200 yards rushing day. The Bulldogs, Georgia, uh, succumbing to not having their offense step up to the plate or Ohio state having a tough road ahead in hosting Penn state later in the year and next month hosting Wisconsin. It's going to be an interesting next two months and hopefully we're going to be thoroughly entertained in said next two months, but the top five looks like they're going to really fight hard to be the best they can be and to be one of the four Come January. Dateline Green Bay. The best defense in the league supposedly was wearing green. However, the Packers reverted back to how their defense has looked the last few years as the Eagles punched and punched and punched the Packers defense in the mouth squarely in the jaw. In route to their 34-27 victory. Now Wentz, quarterback of the Eagles, had a paltry day, 160 yards passing, 
However, I will say that he had he he had the best performance of the year thus far for him. He threw for three touchdowns and he guided that team well. Because as probably what he and head coach Doug Peterson saw, if you see something, you gotta write it until they stop it. The Eagles decided to run up the middle. The Packers couldn't stop it, so the Eagles kept running up the middle to the tune of 176 yards. Now, if the Packers don't tighten that up, they may be in for a long season, and the 3-0 start may have been a mirage. D-line Charlotte! Now, this is really some, some sad news. Panthers quarterback Cam Newton says that he needs to take time away from the game, and I agree with him, because a midfoot sprain that he suffered in the preseason looks like it was, one, worse than originally diagnosed, and two, got re-aggravated to the point where he needs to take a good amount of time off. In a 15-minute blog that he posted Friday, he said that he probably shouldn't have played through that injury, and he needed to give himself time to heal. And he goes on further as saying, quote, it could very well be a week or two weeks. It could be three weeks or it could be four. It could be six weeks. But I have to understand and know that if it takes time, I trust in this team and they will. We will still be in a great position by the time I get back. Close quote. Well, it looks like your team will be in a great position when you come back, or at least by how they looked last weekend when your replacement, Kyle Allen, really did a wonderful job in making that offense look as good as it's been since, what, mid-last year? So uh, if you're going to hurry back, Cam, you may need to hurry back, and you might hurt yourself if you do, because this guy has the potential to look really good. In your absence. Speaking of absences. Dateline Los Angeles. No, 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 no. Carson. Chargers running back Melvin Gordon has decided to end his holdout. And why? Because he says the team was one and two without his presence. Well, I'll let him explain it. Quote. We're one and two. You don't want to get into a big hole. You work the whole offseason to be in good position to make the playoffs. I had to come back at some point. I want to come back and help contribute. When we lost again to Houston this past Sunday, I wasn't feeling this at all. These guys did nothing to me. Close quote. Then why did you hold out, Melvin? I get that you want more money. I get that you feel as though you outplayed your contract, which, mm, judging by the market and your stats, the answer to that question is no. You haven't outplayed it. But if you are that committed to the team, why hurt them by missing all of preseason and the first three games of the regular season? On account of principle, you should get with your agent, have him Talk with the team and say, this is what our client or your player really wants to have financially and be set there. But do not hurt the team by leaving them to dry. 
Because your presence did exactly just that. So what are you? The good teammate? Or are you the mercenary? That's something you have to answer in the offseason. Dateline Fort Lauderdale. Antonio Clown. He might actually get $9 million from the Patriots. However, that's not why I'm talking about him. I'm talking about him because he can't keep his mouth shut. So he gets into a tete on Instagram with Baker Mayfield, the quarterback of the Browns, but he didn't stop there. He decided to get into another tete online, this time on Twitter, with the Rams safety, Eric Weddle. The aggressive tweeting continued Thursday. Dateline East Rutherford, New Jersey. This is a case of good news and bad news. The good news is the Giants have found their quarterback of the future in Daniel Jones. A wonderful performance of 300 yards passing and scoring two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. The second of those rushing touchdowns being the deciding score of the game. Coming back from an 18-point deficit to boot, it looks like the Giants can build off of that. Maybe not for this year, but they can start putting the building blocks in place starting this year. The bad news, though, is their biggest building block right now in Saquon Barkley is going to miss some time due to a high ankle sprain in that same game. Barkley, being the determined young running back that he is, said this post-game this past Sunday. Quote, Would I say I'm really hurt? No. Could it be way worse? Yes. I'm not out for the season. Whatever I could do to get back as quickly as possible, not just for myself, for this team, That's what I'll continue to think about. That's the only thing I'm focused on. Close quote. Well, with a 6.4 yards per carry average this year, carrying the rock 37 times for 237 yards, it is quite frankly, sir, you are one of the best running backs doing it today, and you're only in your second year in the league. But do me a favor, Saquon. Your Giants are not that good. Protect yourself at all costs. And if you feel the urge to get back on the field, do so fully healthy. Don't rush back. You, you've, given a di- you've been given a diagnosis of four to eight weeks. Take eight weeks. Don't even think about trying to see the field a play until around Thanksgiving weekend. You could probably do it then. I would even say if... Giants organization, you're listening to this, I'd probably say sit him out the rest of this year. Protect that investment. Make sure that he is well coming into the 2020 season. Because really, are you going to be fighting for anything? The only thing you probably would be is respectability. And quite frankly, Saquon, you have that in spades. So you don't have anything to prove to any of us that you you are an NFL caliber running back. You're a stud already. So if you feel the need to prove something, don't do it, bro. Heal, heal, heal. That's all I can tell you. Heal. 
Dateline Major League Baseball. So as of this recording, it is all set except for the National League Central Championship. This is how it goes. In the American League East, the Yankees have won that division. In the American League Central, it's the Twins who's won the division. In the American League West, the Astros has clen- have clinched that division. The wild card is also set as the Tepere Devil Rays will be traveling to Oakland to face the A's. And that game will be played Wednesday. Of course, the winner of that game will go on to play the Astros in the ALDS. They mean the Astros have home field advantage all throughout the playoffs, including the World Series. The Yankees have home field advantage in the ALDS on the other side as they face off against the Twins. Over in the National League, we have the Braves who clinched the NL East. We have the Dodgers who clinched the NL West. The Dodgers have home field advantage all throughout the National League. And if the Yankees were to advance, they would have home field advantage in that series, in the World Series. The wild card is pretty much set. The teams are. It will be the Brewers and the Nationals. Or it could be the Cardinals and the Nationals. But the Nationals will host that wild card game Tuesday. The opponent is yet to be determined because the magic number for the Cardinals to win the NL Central, yes, the NL Central is still in contention, is one game. As of this recording, all they have to do is beat the Cubs at home and they clinch the National League Central title. If they don't, and the Brewers win in Denver against the Rockies, then we will have one game playoff between the Brewers and the Cardinals to determine the National League Central. And the loser would go on to D.C. to play the Nationals in the one-game playoff to see who's going to face off against the Dodgers. It's here, y'all. October baseball. It's back. And it's going to be exciting because these 10 teams look really good. And we'll have the... Uh, and we'll have the matchups in concrete as to who's going to be in the ALDS and the NLDS next week. When we return, we're going to talk about the referees. Oh, they're being focused on this year already. I'm about to go in. If the pain that you're suffering is so unbearable, so painful, so bad, so horrendous that you just simply can't see the forest for the trees, literally, that all you can feel is heartbreak and loss, well, I have a free audio for you. It is titled How to Heal from Heartbreak. Let it all come to you so you can be about the business of healing. Today is a new day. Claim it at getoverdivorce.org.
Now, now, why do I say that they're being watched like a hawk? Well, in the prior Thursday night game, not the game between the Packers and the Eagles, we'll mention them a little later in this segment, but the game prior between the Titans and the Jaguars, the 20-7 nine-sack performance win by the Jaguars, there was one interesting viewer of the game. He wears number 12, he plays in Boston, or I should say Foxborough, and he's the quarterback of the defending world champs. That's right. Tom Terrific or Tom Brady watched the game and he was critical. He was uber critical of the referees saying that there were too many flags being thrown in the game. And that is sparking even more interest in the zebras. How much? Oh, I'm about to go now only three plus weeks have been played in the NFL in the NFL regular season and we've had some key superstar injuries we've had some wonderful performances already and like I said, we've only been through just three full weeks of this season. Yet, the star of the NFL 2019 season happens to wear white and black and plays for no team except the Shield. Yes, I'm talking about the NFL referees and umpire. And the, yes, I'm talking about the NFL referees and officials. What we have noticed, and I think. Brady is not the only one who has noticed it. We're seeing more penalties this year. And people are saying we're seeing more penalties at an alarming rate. And part of it may be because of this new pass interference review edict that has been placed because of the NFC Championship game this past January. But for me, it's not even the, the flags that are being thrown or that edict. For me, it's stuff like this past Thursday with a blatant offensive pass interference that by the, committed by the Eagles that was overlooked, reviewed and overlooked and excused, which led to a touchdown. It's, a 90-yard fumble return from Cam Jordan of the Saints in their game against the, the Rams in L.A. That was whistled dead because, well, the refs thought that Goff threw a forward pass when the replay showed it was, in, it was indeed and, in fact, a fumble. You see, it's not the yellow hankies that you ain't throwing. It's the blatant stuff that you are missing is my gripe. And this is a gripe of mine. If it is one of those bang bang type plays and the exact play I'm talking about is when a quarterback is dropping back to pass 
and his arm is in motion. If there is a scintilla of proof that the ball is knocked out of the quarterback's hand before it goes forward, do not blow the whistle. I would say even to the point where if even if the quarterback's arm is going forward and it gets knocked out of his hand, don't blow the whistle. Let the play continue onward. And if it's a recovery by the defense, let him recover it. And then once the play is dead, then you review it. But the fact that you could justify that particular missed call by saying, well, we blew the whistle. We can't review blown whistle calls. That's bogus. And I'm not saying this because I'm rooting for the Saints. And Yeah, I mean, Saints are one of my teams. However, I don't care if it was the Rams. If the same thing happened to them, I would say the exact same thing to you now. You have to swallow the whistle in that case. The only way I would blow the whistle is if somebody's life is in danger and the NFL players aren't going to do that. So since that's not going to happen, let the play continue until the play is over. Then you review the play. Because then that's when you'll get to the right decision. But you all will have that in justification pocket because you all will do those types of decisions. You'll bank that decision. You'll derive at the at the point where you'd say, well, mm, yeah, there may be something to this. But you know what? We blew the whistle. We can't review it. It makes it easy. It, it gives it gives the referees a pass. Unfortunately, it's not giving you a pass to me. Shield, I want you to listen to this real closely. Instruct the referees that if you have a play like that, where the quarterback is going back to pass, and the ball is knocked out of his hand, even if the ball, even if the arm is going forward, do not let the referee blow the whistle. Let the play go on, and then you can review that play because this is a rule instituted. All turnovers are reviewable. So <laughs> if all turnovers are reviewable, if they're all a subject to be reviewed, just like all touchdowns are, all, all plays that could be touchdowns are reviewed, all interceptions or turnovers or fumble recoveries by the defense can be reviewed. If that's the case and it's automatic, well, let's get to how you should adjudicate correctly. If it's in place, use what's in place. You don't have to have one of these meetings in the winter or early spring in Arizona or California to determine if that's the right play or the wrong play. All you have to do is use common sense. Okay, this is adjustment call. We'll let it go until the play is dead. Then we'll review it. And then you will have wonderful plays like the one, the strip, because it was a strip, a strip sack fumble recovery for a touchdown by a defensive tackle, I may add, stand. So uh, I'm not as concerned about the, the flags being thrown because my father said to me way back when, he said, son, he said, the referees can look at the line of scrimmage. They could 
they could throw a holding penalty on the offensive line every play, and they could probably throw a holding play, a holding call on the defensive line every play. And I agree with them. I played on the offensive line, and that's true. <laughs> uh, you can get away with a lot of stuff in, on the line. Holding being the least of them. But it's not the penalties that needs to be cleaned up. It's the overall officiating which does. And unfortunately, we got to see them put on Front Street on January 26th. And they're not receding back into the spot, uh, into the background until overall officiating improves because the overall officiating is bad. I can handle flags. I can't handle either flags wrongly thrown, flags that should be thrown that weren't, or plays that you blow dead, but you know you shouldn't and you should have swallowed the whistle in the first place. When you actually gather together and get some sort of uniform way that you're supposed to call games, please institute that. Find a way to have plays such as blown dead, blown dead plays that should not be blown dead. Continue. Otherwise, you're going to have this confusion and you're going to have people who are in the stands dressed like referees throwing the middle finger or better yet, you'll have Mardi Gras parades with people dressed up as referees throwing FU signs to the ongoers and the people watchers. You don't want the referees to be front and center. You want them to be the least of your worries. Unfortunately, at the moment, Shield, they are your worst. At least on the field, they are. Off the field, (laughs) well, you know what's coming in the next two years. Come back, the adult of the week. This is a doozy. You're tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Cool sports. From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. September 28th, 1941. The Red Sox are entering a doubleheader to end their regular season and to end their season altogether. Ted Williams, on the cusp of reaching 400 for the season, Walked in batting 401. In the first game, he slid to 399. Now, they could round up to 400, but Williams said, No, don't take me out for the second game. I want to earn hitting for 400. He did so, raising his average from 399 to 406. And why is that important? 
it is important because the only time someone has come close to batting that number anywhere near 400 would be Tony Gwynn 53 years later batting 394 in the strike shortened season of 1994 but Ted Williams is the last player to hit for 400 in a season in Major League Baseball Ted Williams becomes the last man to hit 400 on this date in 1941 from the vault brought to you by Cole's you want to purchase shirts that actually say something that give you that appearance of being important of wearing basically your heart as well as well your belief on your sleeve or on your shirt will come to the Christian t-shirt company we have all of what you're looking for you can find that store at Sports with a z.com Let's get to business. Don't hop the week. Don't of the week is sponsored by nobody, but we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Dote of the Week is... Former Steelers, former Raiders, former Patriots wide receiver, Antonio Clown. No, it's not. I ain't dealing with that fool. Philadelphia Phillies right fielder, Bryce Harper. Why am I putting forth the dote label on this guy? (laughs) Okay, so let's paint the picture here. So, Harper, he was a national he saw that the game needed a little oomph, a little pizzazz, a little little bit of funk, a little bit of energy. And he's been on the train of saying, you know, let's make baseball interesting again. Yeah, yeah, no, same thing like Mac, I gotcha. Similar, similar premise. So he played seven years for the Nationals. Nationals loved him until he spurned them this past offseason and signed a 10-year 
$300 plus million dollar contract with the Phillies. Then the bad taste in the mouth of all DC started to surface. So the Phillies traveled back to DC. And of course, they've been there a couple of times before now. And the Nationals had the, I guess you could say, distinction to eliminate the Phillies from playoff contingent altogether while their series was playing. Harper said in public that the Nationals went too far heckling him in the game that week, and his wife, along with it, took to Twitter too. Now, I'm de- I'll deal with the wife in a sec, but I'm going to deal with Harper first. So he was noticing things. He was, he, I guess, he was having, uh, what, what can you say, um, ear hustling issues. <laughs> and he said this in in public Wednesday night. Quote: They were fine all game, talking about myself and things like that. I get it everywhere I go. There's there's nothing new, but the last two innings, it's just not right. It's not right. Close quote. His wife echoed those sentiments and took to Twitter and tweeted the following. Quote. When you bring his son or family into it, yes, you're crossing a line. Stick to your overused, overrated, and Harper sucks chance. If you're really that loser that goes to your game and heckles someone. Phillies fans might boo him but they don't bring his four-week-old son into it. Classless. Close quote. (laughs) Kayla, I guess you don't know Phillies or even Philly fan all that well, do you? Okay, uh, let me introduce you to the fandom in Philadelphia, the the city in which your, your husband is playing. This is the same city that booed vociferously Donovan McNabb when he was drafted. And then on WWE, years after he retired from the league, vociferously booed him upon mention. This is the same city that has earned a reputation of booing Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. This is the same city that cheered, not not was quiet or, or, or reticent, cheered. Michael Irvin, as his head and neck were driven into that horrible veteran stadium turf. And speaking of veteran stadium, this is the same city that the fans get so rowdy, they actually had a jail put on the grounds of the stadium. So, Kayla, you cannot compare how Philly is to how D.C. is in terms of fandom. Because (laughs) Philadelphia has it on just about everybody. Now, as for you, Bryce, son, 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 this is what you wanted, right? You said you wanted fun. Now, you you should know how fans get down. You're now eight years in the league. You are a professional for real. I mean, you're still young. I mean, you're only, what, 26? (laughs) But you've been in, you've been around Major League Baseball, not, not just the minors. You've been around Major League Baseball for almost eight years. You know what you you know what to expect. You know that if you're on the road, you're going to be hearing it, and if you're on the road in one of your divisional rivals, you're going to hear it even more. 
What a fan says shouldn't even come close to bothering you. You should laugh it off and say scoreboard. You know, like how you did it back in April when you went to Nationals Park? When when I'm sure they were saying many hor- harsh and horrible things, probably about you, probably about your mother, probably about your father, probably about your wife, and I'm sure about your then unborn son. I'm sure they said some things that riled you up. And they cheered loudly when you struck out twice. But what did you do? You went you went to you went at bat the third time, you hit a homer into deep in the right field, and you took your time and trotted around the bases. Scoreboard. You have the power to say scoreboard to fans. That is what you're supposed to do. It's like, okay, tall. And then you encourage them. You know, rile, of course, rile up and cheer, uh, rile up the Phillies fans that were there in attendance. But you said, you know, you wanted to hear the booze. That's part of the booze, man. That's part of how it goes. You have fans who don't know how to act. You act like this is the first rodeo you've experienced. You spurned the town. You spurned the team that you were on for seven years. And now this is the first year away from the team. And the fandom gets to say, ha, 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 scoreboard on you, sucker. I'm sorry. It's just words. Now, if they were to spit on your wife, if they were to spit on your son, or if they were to strike your, your wife or son, then your point would be valid. Then that would be classless. But to me, this is fan behavior. <laughs> fan behavior is basically a fan just acting an absolute chump and a fool with the mouth. Why? Because they can. So all you have to do is just laugh it off. But I, I guess you can't laugh anything off because, well, there's nothing to laugh about with you, is it, Bryce? I know the, the dream of having a wonderful season really went all down the crapper. When the team that you spurned eliminated yours from the playoff contention this year and then not only eliminated you, they clinched a wild card spot the same series. Yeah. I can see why you would say classless. It wasn't because of the fans. It was because you were really angry with yourself. Don't put it out on the fan base, man. Keep that to yourself. And then you should have said to your wife, no, baby, don't say anything. We'll get them next year. Instead, you let her go ham too. That to me is truly classless. The Super Bowl gets their halftime performers. Yay. Upon further review, it's next. It is disgusting to watch someone attack his own constituents. Meanwhile, the Republicans are having some sort of retreat or convention in Baltimore in the next few months. I would love for y'all to, like, excuse this away. This is utterly ridiculous. 
the host of the Mocha Minutes podcast, Stephanie Williams, joins me on Revelations. You can find that on Pippa.io and all major podcast directories. of the NFL slate, or at least the beginnings of week five of the NFL slate, will be on hand. NBA is going to kick off their preseason. Same with hockey. In fact, they actually might start to drop the puck for real very soon. If not, actually, by the time next week's recording happens, they'll drop the puck for the regular season. And, of course, we're going to go in... Have a dolt of the week and put something upon further review. We might actually have a champions personified upon further review edition. But that's for the first edition, first edition, October 2019 edition of Cold Sports. But no, we're going to end September this way. So last month, Jay-Z gets put to the post. Of him being the head of security, I'm sorry, the head of performance of halftime shows in the Super Bowl, amongst others, and amongst other duties. The first choice, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. I'm going to put this in upon further review. show for Super Bowl 54 has been set. It is Jennifer Lopez and Shakira co-headlining the performance. Now, of course, they bring a lot of star power and this is one of the biggest stages of entertainment. The Super Bowl halftime show. And they probably will have to compete with really good performance. In fact, the last time that I remember they were in Miami, you had Prince, the aforementioned late Prince. Perform at halftime. That's one of my favorite halftime show performances. And of course, Beyonce and Bruno Mars. What do I think about this? Well, this is wonderful on the star quality aspect of things. This is also wonderful on on highlighting Latino presence. I get it. I, I, I get it. This is this is the NFL's way of saying, you know, we we want to be inclusive. We don't want a white act. We would like to have a black act, but since we're in Miami, we will have a brown one instead. Long on looks, short on talent. That's pretty much my opinion on on that. I've never been a big fan of J-Lo as a musician or a musical artist or a singer. Never really been big on her for that. I'm not saying she's bad. I'm just saying she just isn't worth the cup of tea in China. When it comes to uh, when it comes to listening to any song that she does, Shakira, better voice, but she's on the similar vein. It's like okay, we're seeing sex appeal being put forth. 
And of course I heard jokes Saying well okay well they're going to put the Janet Jackson um, Exposing breast uh, <laughs> uh, A thing to the test With these two For the first time I'm not really all that enthralled This is This is going to be at least for a hardcore Football fan This is going to be the most opportune time To take a bathroom break For a good long while And I don't even see people like even my wife Say oh Oh so She's performing I gotta stay to watch this I really could care less about the first and second quarter Third and the fourth quarter I will pay attention to this 20 minute span right here My wife wouldn't care To see Shakira or Jennifer Lopez In fact I can't really think of any Any other group save for probably Latinos and Latinas Because of pride Who'd want to see it Because it's not because they Not because they're oozing with vocal talent it's not they're oozing with a, a a hot single that they have on the charts right now. Neither one of them have that. It's simply because it's it's a, an ode to the NFL saying, well, you know, we're wanting to be inclusive of everybody. Well, congratulations. You, you, you've, you've done your job. And Jay, if this is how you're going to be, disappointed, my man. Disappointed. Hopefully you'll dress around them the way that the NFL did with Coldplay. Seeing that, mm, okay, we need to punch this up and put Bruno Mars and Beyonce on the same stage with them. Hopefully, that's what you do. If uh, this is going to be the only acts, you can miss me with the whole thing. If they're going to be window dressing for what would really have me or anybody pay attention, then you'll have my attention. Until then, I'm waiting until the halftime show of Super Bowl 55. Because February of 2021, I might be interested. February 2020, (laughs) you can keep those two in the obscurity realm where they have been musically for the last 10 years. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is flashing like a neon sign. Click it and you'll subscribe to ColdSportsWithTheZ.com. Now, if you want to check out exclusive content, content that only you, the VIP, can get and no one else, the Patreon page is waiting for you. The button is there to click. ColdSportsWithTheZ.com is where you can find it. Now, if you feel the need to say it with your chest, you can click that button and speak, and it's a simple process. Just go to CoSportsWithTheZ.com and select it. Now, if you don't want to say it with your chest with voice, but you want to say it with your chest with manuscript, you can email CoSportsWithTheZ.com. It's right there. Reach us via email. Click that link, or should say click that box, and you will reach us. Now, if you want to hear this voice on voiceovers and commercials, the inquiry is there. Fill it out and Cold Sports with a Z will get it at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. Now, if you want to talk with class, with passion, with respect, VIP, your room is waiting for you. The Cold Sports VIP room, you can find that on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. 
and you want to check out guest appearances that Cold Sports has made, Cold Sports on other brands, how does that sound? ColdSportsWithAZ.com is where you can find me. Now, do you have issues with heartbreak and loss, or you want to hear how Cole gets down on interviews? You can find that and more on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can check out me and all of this brand at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And it really does not matter where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. I just want you to do these three simple things. Three. Love your neighbor with your whole heart and your whole self. And love them as you would love yourself. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.